Welcome to the Beyond Mom podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the On Air with Beyond Mom podcast. This is Randy Zinn. I'm so glad that you're here today. This is a monumental podcast because it's the first one I've done since I had my little girl two months ago. She's on my lap. She's hopefully not going to cry, but if she does, it's going to be real-time mompreneur conversation, that's for sure. Um, so happy that you're giving your time. Uh, I know how precious it is as a, a busy mom, a busy business person to tune in and give yourself time to learn and be inspired by other women out there. Today is special because I have Jenny Powers here. She's a friend of mine and a huge inspiration, somebody that I really, really uh, watched as she created her networking community and events. Um, her company is called Running With Heels. They're really awesome curated events for women who actually don't generally like networking, but she creates experiences that make it approachable and women leave not only inspired, but with real-time great connections. It's the whole point. Um, and these events are awesome. And she's doing so many other great things that we're going to learn about as we talk with her today. But um, but here she is. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Randy. Thank you so much for having me here. I am honored to be the first person <laughs> to be on your podcast since you're you're back in action. Well, we're we're working on being back in action, but it's baby steps. So yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's. I'm just going to share a little bit more about you, and then we're going to dive into some. Great discussion questions that are going to just give our listeners so much more on uh, not only who you are, but the wisdom that you've gained through all the cool things that you've done. So as I said, um, Jenny uh, has founded a great company called Running With Heels. It is New York's invitation-only society on the go for in-the-know women executives and entrepreneurs. These members-only events are designed to elevate uh, women's personal and professional lives through meaningful connections and inspiring conversation. Jenny believes that networking really reflects your net worth. And she produces these events from innovative signature dinner parties where guests are matched with different dinner companions to facilitated power lunches, exclusive soft skill trainings, group fitness workouts, and great tours of some of New York's most celebrated venues. So she really does a lot, but the underlying point is that women can network with each other meaningfully and in ways that are fun. Um, and in the past year, Jenny has also created a podcast called Broads Building Businesses, and she interviews amazing entrepreneurs every week, and Jenny has actually also been my podcast mentor. <laughs> she she might know that or not, but um, she has been. So Jenny is awesome, and I also want to say she's the mom to a fabulous little spirited young lady um, who we love to watch on her Facebook page. <laughs> so you do it all, Jenny. You're, you're pretty awesome. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so let's dive in. So 
You are a woman who took a pretty big leap of faith in the past few years. Um, you worked in more of the corporate world and decided finally, after doing the juggle between your corporate job and um, you know starting these networking dinners over the course of a few years, you finally decided to fully dive into your entrepreneurial venture. Um, tell us about that experience and that decision and, and sharing with Beyond Moms who are kind of contemplating making a choice like that. Sure. Well, I'd been in the same job for 10 years. I was the vice president of special events for a national nonprofit, and my life started to resemble that old movie, that Bill Murray movie, Groundhog's Day, where every single day is the exact same. And I realized I was growing restless, I was bored, and at the same time, you know, the red tape and the bureaucracy was increasing and it was making me di difficult to find the part of the job that I loved. So when Running With Heels began to take off, I knew I had to decide whether to keep it as a side hustle or to devote more time to build up my offerings in the community. So just thinking about that idea made me so passionate, I knew it was the right decision. And at that point, you know, after 10 years, I'd hit the 10-year mark, I felt like there was nothing left for me to do at that job, and it was a good time to go. So, you know, my advice to people is, you know, what I did was I worked as what people call an intrapreneur, which is a word I had never heard of at that point. You know, so I was working in corporate, and I was building my business on the side. And I really thought it was a great way to start because you've got your study flow of income coming in from your nine to five, you know, you've got your benefits and in your off hours, you know, you can work to determine is your idea a hobby? Is it a side hustle or is it going to be a full fledged business? Good point. So, but what, what do you think a woman needs to feel inside to know it's time or to know it's the right move? Cause I think there's a lot of fear around making that choice and understandably so. Yeah. You know, I had several business ideas while I was in my corporate job and I would just kind of like OD on information. Like I would go to every website, every webinar, every book. And after a while, there was something that I kind of lost interest and I wasn't passionate about it. And I said to myself, okay, this wasn't a waste because I would hate to have started the business and felt this way. But I realized that if I wasn't passionate about it after a couple of months of, of researching it and talking about it, then it wasn't for me. So it wasn't my first business idea, but it was the first time I said, you know, in my gut, like, I can't live without this. This is what I want to wake up and do. And if I won the lottery tomorrow, you know, people always say, what would you do if you won the lottery? I knew that I would be doing the same thing. You know, maybe I'd be doing it, uh, you know, in, in nicer destinations, you know, but I said that, that that was for me. If I won the lottery tomorrow, what would I be doing? And I would still want to find a way to build a women's community and support working women and mothers. That's a great answer um, <laughs> and a very true one. So you've turned to networking as a powerful way to thrive and be successful. How has creating a niche networking experience enhanced professional lives as opposed to general, less engaging network events? And, and why do you think that this sort of networking experience is so important for particularly moms who are entrepreneurs? Yeah. Well, you know, like, like I said, I had looked at several different business ideas. So the networking one was not the first one. And honestly, it was sort of 
you know, I was one of these accidental entrepreneurs. I was going to those general networking events and I was feeling like, okay, I just spent my time and my money felt like a waste of time. And I said, I'm an extrovert. If I feel like this, I can't even imagine how an introvert or someone that's shy would feel. Um, you know, to me, face-to-face interaction is critical today. We are spending so much time behind our desks, in front of computer monitors. You know, we walk down the streets with our friends. We're on our phones. We eat lunch with people. We're scrolling on Facebook. You know, I really wanted to create an environment where there was real, genuine human interaction because, you know, networking is really, if you do it the right way, it's just building relationships. Uh, and we need that to survive personally and professionally. So, you know, our goal is to cater to working women because I found it was hard for me as a working woman to find the time and the type of community that would support and engage me. Another good answer. (laughs) And it's so interesting also because as moms, like, my God, we juggle so much. We have such limited time. And I really, I feel like everyone thinks they're really busy, but (laughs) unless you're a mom who's also running a business, like you don't really know what busy means. So (laughs) I think that I also think what's really powerful about what you do is you make that time investment truly worthy of the investment because it's not like, you know, you carve out an hour or two of time and then it's just you come back with something not so special. Instead, you come back and you're like, I actually met some great people. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up a good point because one of the things that that I love about the Running With Heels community is you can bring your whole self. We want to hear about your personal life. We want to hear about your professional life. A lot of times you go to these networking events and you don't even want to mention your family because you think people aren't going to think it's professional. So we talk just as much about our children and nannies and finding apartments as we do about you know looking for raises or getting promotions. That's great. Let's talk briefly about this podcast that you've launched, which is super impressive. Um, it's so insightful. And these top-notch women have so many things to say. Um, so tell us about launching that podcast and why that felt like a natural expression for you. And you know, what have you learned? What are some of the key things that you've learned from these women about finding success? Sure. Well, the reason that I had the idea for the podcast initially last June was that I was reaching out to women to come and speak at Running With Heels events here in New York, and a lot of them didn't live in New York. They weren't planning to come to New York, or they wanted to speak in front of, you know, 10,000 people. And instead of just saying, okay, it's not a great fit, I thought, well, if I had them on a podcast, it would expand the audience so they would be happy. And I would have a reach outside of New York, which would be great because the master plan is to have running with heels in different cities. Um, so I am in a mastermind group and they were all very supportive, uh, including one of my colleagues who has uh, the number one finance podcast. So they really motivated me to do this. And, you know, of course, then it was, well, not only am I going to be a podcast, but I've got to become a new and noteworthy podcast. So, you know. I launched last June and it was really, really exciting. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I learned about myself and also from the women that I've interviewed is that the number one ingredient for success is mindset. You know, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe in your work, it's not going to happen. So visualizing your success and working towards manifesting it is really critical. You know, Most of the women I know from the onset believed they could do it. There was no plan B because having a plan B meant that plan A might not work and we didn't want to think about it that way. So 
Another thing is asking for help. You know, so many people see asking for help as a sign of weakness, but I really consider it a sign of confidence and strength because, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get, everyone thinks you don't need anything. Um, You're constantly helping people, but making yourself vulnerable and saying, I don't know how to do this and I need to learn. I didn't know anything about technology. I was terrified to launch my podcast, you know, and now I sit with my microphone and I feel like a pro every week. That's awesome. And I would just add to that, Jenny. I mean, the fact that you you see people asking for help as a strength, not a weakness. Yeah. Uh, the other side of that is, and this is, again, <clears throat> speaking from my personal relationship with you. I mean, when I launched my – well, when I was talking about launching my podcast yeah. and, you know, we reached out to you for insight. I mean, you were so generous with help and with insight and resources. And I think that's the other side of the coin um, that – women entrepreneurs, I notice, tend to embrace more and we should all continue to embrace, which is that when we need one another, let's be there for one another. Um, And you're such a great example of that, Jenny. And I think like just, you know, whoever is listening to this podcast, (laughs) remember that asking for help is huge and giving help is huge. And it's two sides of the same coin. I think we need to really focus on the mindset of collaboration and not competition. If we can raise up one woman, we can raise up women in general. We should really be supporting and engaging one another throughout. Totally agreed. And speaking of mindset, you make it pretty clear in in your writing and things like, and even in your bio, you say, Jenny Powers doesn't believe in strangers, only people she hasn't met yet. And how has that affected everything you've done? Yeah, so I have felt like that since I was a kid. And I really walk into every room optimistic that every person can add value in their own way and that I could bring value in some way to those people. So for for most people, walking into a room of complete strangers is really daunting. There's something about it that I love that feeling. I love that feeling of opportunity, of knowing that I can you know, within a couple of minutes, go from a stranger to talking to them, learning from them, you know, finding out what makes them tick. Do we have anything in common? You know, seeing how we can help each other. You know, my feeling is a stranger only remains a stranger if you don't approach them. Yeah. Now we know where your daughter gets this from. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Miss Friendly. I love it. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, your personal balance. Um, You know, you're a mom, you're a podcaster, a business owner. Where are you finding time for you for relaxation and and what keeps you grounded? You know, when you get on the airplane and the crew says they go through the safety measures and they always say in the event of an emergency, put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others. That's kind of, you know, my life mantra. You know, there's not a day that goes by that there's not some form of self-care. And people always say to me, how do you find the time? You know, you make the time. You make yourself a priority. You know, if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be able to take care of my daughter, my husband, my household, my clients. So I, you know, sometimes it feels like sneaking in time. I'm on the subway headed to a meeting. I take the time to listen to a favorite podcast. You know, I um, finish up my my to-do list a little quicker than usual if I know that there's a yoga class. You know, the other day I ran out for a 4.15 yoga class and it felt amazing, but I did it because I got all my work done early. You know, just carving out 15 minutes to call a friend and catch up. You know, it makes me a better person. So that's, that's really why I will always find the time for that. And, you know, what keeps me grounded is my six-year-old Madison. You know, she keeps me humble 
And also the volunteer work that I do, you know, allows me to understand just how fortunate I am with the life that I lead. Well, actually, that was one of my my things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, obviously, I, I follow you and your, your life. <laughs> and uh, I'm always so touched by your work at the homeless shelter. Um, and I know it's made a really big impact on you and your family. So yeah. I was I wanted to hear more about how that has fed your soul. Yeah, it is one of the most important things that I do. You know, three years ago, I was at uh, high holiday services at my synagogue, and they announced, well, everyone who's helped out at our homeless shelter, will they stand up. And everyone stood up except for my family, pretty much. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And it was like, I looked around, and I said, these people are more successful than we are. They live further away than we do. They have more children. Like, how did they do this? And at that moment, I made a promise to myself that at least once that year, I would do an overnight shift at the shelter. And all it took was one night to see how easy it was and how it wasn't scary and how much I learned from these guys to say, you know what, I'm going to make this a habit. This is going to be routine. And it's three years later now, and I do it once a month. I'm also one of the head coordinators for the shelter. And what it just helps me in so, so many countless ways. First of all, it puts your life into perspective, you know, everything I realize now is truly a first world problem. You know, I no longer get upset over these trivial things when I realize how many people are without homes and food and water and heat. You know, all these things that we come to take for granted and we feel entitled to, you know, every day when I'm at, you know, every month when I'm at the shelter, I realize that I need to be grateful for every little thing. The act of simply putting my house key in a door the next morning, the fact that I have a house to come home to, and it's my dream home, you know, is so humbling. And I wouldn't trade this experience for the world. I now have had my husband there. My daughter has slept over. Um, and she calls the the gentleman, my guys, you know, and she goes in and says, good night, guys. Good night, my guys. You know, and it really is just amazing to be able to raise her, you know, in a way that, you know, yeah, these kids these days, they know about iPads and they know about Uber and they know all these things. But to know what it's like to be homeless and not have everything at your disposal is really a critical lesson to learn at an early age. Mm, That's a really solid reminder, Jenny. Because we, I think we fear that our kids feel separated from life realities when we are, you know, blessed enough to live the lives we live in, you know, the great city of New York. So yeah, amazing to give that to your daughter. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us, because obviously I focus on this concept of beyond mom, which is, yeah. you know, this idea of owning our mom self, loving our mom self, but cultivating all the other things that we are, you know, friend, business person, individual who needs love and care. Talk to us about what beyond mom is for you. You know, beyond mom for me, really resonated because when I first became a mother, I didn't know what my identity was going to be. Was it just going to be a mom? You know, was it, was it going to be split where I was a mom and I was, you know, uh, you know, in the, in the workforce. And I realized that, you know, there's a way that you're, you're everything. You can be everything all rolled into one. And for me, it's being a mother and being able to be a role model for my daughter and for for other children out there to show that you can do a lot more. You know, I had a stay-at-home mom, and I loved her, and she was great, but I kind of feel like she waited until we were out of the house to do things on her own. Um, She waited until I was uh, a little older to graduate college, and while it was amazing to see her graduate college, there are things that I know that she put on hold for us. 
And I want to show, um, you know, my daughter that you don't need to put your life on hold because you're a mom. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think those of us, and I can relate to this also, my mom putting things on hold and in some ways struggling to get back into a flow of finding what gave her uh, inspiration and, and fire under her seat. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's still a struggle for her. And not wanting yeah. to let too much time waste and to know that, you know, maybe there's different sprints at different times. Like maybe there is more focus on your career at certain times and a little less in others, but that it, nothing ever really dies, um, yeah. that everything is kind of still alive. Um, I think that we can be inspired by how devoted our mothers were, of course, but also yes. see the parts that we might do a little differently from a positive angle. Absolutely. And you know, when I became a mom, I really um, looked at my priorities a lot differently. And I started taking better care of myself and not just eating lunch at my desk every day and not exercising. And, you know, I mean, I was best friends with the housekeeper in our corporate office because I was there until late at night. She was shutting the lights on me at night, you know, and once I had my daughter, it was like, all I wanted to do was get home. So it definitely shifted my priorities for the better and made me realize, hey, I can make this work. It's a juggle, but it's all worth it. Hmm. So a couple of things. I feel like we, we've got such a great feeling for the, the awesome dynamic person you are, Jenny. But I also want people listening to this to, to get more familiar with your events and um, get a feeling for what they're like. So tell us a little bit more about what a Running With Heels uh, event might feel like and then sure. tell us how people can follow you and engage more with you. Terrific. Thank you for asking. So um, Running With Heels is a community of women that have each other's back. You know, it is really uh, a supportive community. It is the antithesis of the old boys club, of that sorority feeling. You know, there's no hazing. No one feels like a pledge. You know, it really is um, our signature event is our dinner party where we limit them to about 30 attendees. We always have an inspiring woman speaker to share her story. Um, they range from uh, actresses to authors to businesswomen to entrepreneurs. Um, and we do a brief Q&A, which is sort of an icebreaker and gets the conversation juices flowing. And then during each course of a three-course meal, I have strategically matched all of our guests with their dining companions. So they sit with four to five women during each course. So at the end of the evening, they will have had face-to-face -face genuine conversations with between 12 and 15 women, all from the comfort of their seat. Um, so that's, that's how we were put on the map. You know, now we do workshops, we do social media training, public speaking training, we do group workouts together, uh, we do private tours of museums. Uh, this January, I launched something I was really excited about called Running with Circles. And Running with Circles are circles of women that get together monthly to do masterminds. And it's really a support group for mainly solopreneurs that don't have those people to bounce ideas off of. Uh, and it's been wonderful. And it's been a different uh, aspect of our community that I love working on because I'm the facilitator. Um, and our website is uh, wwwrunning with dash heels h-e-e-l-s dot com and that's the best way to learn about what we have going on and to request an invitation for a future event it's awesome so i have to ask jenny like do you organize this 
all by yourself because this is a lot. And I think women who are like doing businesses with a lot of different facets to it are probably like, whoa, does she do this by herself? I, you know, the answer is pretty much 90% of it is me. I do have the assistance of a virtual assistant who um, I love and does all the administrative stuff. She is based um, in India. And the great thing about the time difference is by the time I go to bed and wake up in the morning, she's got everything done for me, I which love is that. fantastic. Uh, but in terms of everything on the ground, you know, I book all the venues, I recruit all the speakers, I do all the marketing for the events, um, I host the events. So it is pretty much a one-woman show. And, you know, I don't feel like it's any more work than I had when I worked for someone else. You know, so now it feels good that I'm doing this pretty much the same amount of work, but now it's for me. I was just going to say, but the difference is it's yours. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Jenny, you're you're so inspiring and you're such a great person. And I hope that people listening will check you out. And if you're in New York – Check out your events. If you're not in New York, check out your podcast. Um, Hopefully we'll be near them soon. And hopefully you'll be near them soon. So thank you for spending this special uh, initiative time with me (laughs) post-baby. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Randy. Awesome. Okay, everybody, and all you fabulous mompreneurs and beyond moms out there, thank you for tuning in. This is Randy. I am the founder of Beyond Mom, and I'm so glad that you gave your special time to us to hang with me today. Have a wonderful one. Take care. 